Welcome to the Weekend Edition with Kelly and Wood. Thank you so much. If you are, uh, I always say tuning in. You can tell I'm a radio person. (laughs) This is definitely a podcast. You don't tune into it. But anyway, thank you for being here. Man, what a fun week on the show. I actually got an email here, Wood, uh, when we talked about taking food out of the break room. Because it looked like someone had taken a bite out of a cookie in the break room. And I I take a strong stance against taking partial food out of the break room. Yes, sir. If it's a donut, take the whole thing. If it's a cookie, take the whole thing. But someone was asking, they missed the part about you. Uh, Why did you guys say that Wood was stealing candy from a charity? All right, hold on a second. (laughs) I didn't steal it from the children. Because that makes it sound even worse than what you actually did. That's What I did wasn't good. (laughs) It was better than that. Without better, so there was like a it was like a United Way, like a weekly United Way drive that we do every single year. We do like breakfast one day, right? And, and there's all these things that you can like pay to raise money for the United Way, and there's all these mini games and things, right? And one of the mini games was guess how many M and M's were in this giant jar, right? Now, mind you, in our <laughs> break room, we have this end of the a table, right? Where literally people just bring in anything, whatever they don't want. In the summertime, there'll be like produce from the garden over there. Or there's like there'll be like a, a painting from someone's office. There was a there. framed photo there for a solid three <laughs> days, and what happened? It just disappeared. It's like a it's like a swap meet right there at the end of the counter. So when I walked by, I saw a jar of M and M's. And it was taped shut, but I figured they were just waiting for somebody. Everyone's doing the old Minnesota thing where no one wants to be the first or last one in. You don't want to take the last slice of pizza or the first slice. So I ripped off that tape and I grabbed me a handful. And sure enough, all of a sudden, I got back to my desk maybe 45 minutes later and there was an email. Hey, don't forget to swing by the conference room and check out the Guess the M&M's competition. (laughs) <laughs> I was literally like, oh, threw one like right in my mouth at the time, and I was like, uh-oh. And I did inform everyone that, yes, the guesses may be a little off because I did take a handful or two. Now, technically, they could have just stuck with their original number. But you if know, you came it, by later and the top's all gone. Right. Now, now your guess is going to be a bit off. <laughs> so I don't know how they ended up figuring that out. I don't know which way it went. That was that probably a Zen Zen thing, but yeah. We got another email about that. Somebody said, Kelly, I'm with you. I can't stand when people cut a donut in half in the break room. What if I wanted the whole thing? Then go buy yourself a donut, you cheap SOB. Well, uh, how about if you just want a half a donut? You go buy half. You go buy a whole donut and cut it in half in your office and then put the other half in the break room for somebody else. You would have raged. You would have raged if there's only a half donut. I I just take a strong stance on that. Plus, I believe it's like... um, not virtue signaling. I don't know what you would call it, but you're trying to look like you're trying not to be a pig. And really, you want the whole donut. And you're probably going to come back for the other half later. But if you do, you do. But you just want to not look like a pig in front of everybody else. But did you ever think that maybe there's someone else who only wants a half? No. And they want to swing through and but grab I wanna, that half themselves? But I want to decide. I want to decide if I want half, not you. Okay. And I, if I want half, I'm taking the whole thing. It's just the way it goes. It's, it's common Bold sense. choice. It's common sense. Remember that intern we had? She worked at... Uh, Caitlin. Yeah. She would bring in these donuts that were... They were the only ones I would say, yes, you can cut that in half. From the, the Clearwater Travel Plaza, who are known for oh, the man. enormous pastries. The one, the one that she brought in that I never thought I would like had bacon on it. 
And then it had like a uh, maple syrup frosting on mm-hmm. it. Holy cow. That's and I good. caught you red-handed cutting that I thing did in half. Because that thing was like the size of a trash can lid. I was like, all right, I got to cut this one in half. And you tried running out too? I did. I was caught, it was like I was caught on one of those uh, trail cameras. Should we also address the photos we posted yesterday on the Kelly Wood Instagram page? Which one? We weren't all, we weren't working on a Friday. Right. We took it out because of the because of our Christmas party. We were out late. So we posted our high school senior photos. Oh boy. I when I told you I we should do we should have listeners send in their senior photos. We should come up and we'll plan this obviously off the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I would like seeing someone's senior photos are f- so funny because you are absolutely almost at your most awkward at that moment. You got the world by the short and curlies. I would say from seventh grade to like eleventh grade, you are probably in your most awkward phase. I couldn't believe when I showed you mine. You literally, I didn't. It didn't. No, look, it was me. It didn't look like you at all. Now I know that you were a chubby kid. Husky, please. Uh, I was not okay, in I don't know chubby what, what, is the, what is the PC term? It yes, goes, you were chubby. It goes husky, then chubby. You were beyond husky. Then fat, then obese. Husky is like a size 14 jean. I, you that, son you of were, a biscuit eater. You were at least at a 16. At I that. was not. <laughs> I was husky. Move along, sir. But I, yeah, it didn't look like you at all. Mm. In mine, I, I weigh about 97 pounds in mine. I wish I could get back to that weight. I think I was wearing like a 14 slim jean at the time. Yeah, you. <laughs> and my Garth Brooks shirt. You have a little ice ice baby going on, which makes sense. I remember the day of getting my senior pictures off. I, like combing my hair for what felt like hours just to get every single hair in the right place and putting so much hairspray on. It's probably why the front started falling out after a while. I probably killed it. Ironically enough, you could tell I put none in mine. Right. Didn't care at all, and it left like a (laughs) fleeting bride. Yeah, if you want to see those, you can go to our, what did you say, they're on Instagram? Yeah, the Kellywood Instagram page. You can definitely check those out. And uh, if you want to share a senior photo, we'd love to see it. Yeah. Share a photo of now and then a senior photo because those are so fun to look at. I can't wait till my kids see their photos from now. You know what I'm saying? Like when they get older, because like I know that they're looking at them now and like, well, that's just the way they look. But it's so funny to go back. Like I found my confirmation picture from from school mm-hmm. when I got when I got you know got to take my first communion or whatever. With the Lord. And I I had I put together. I, I wish my mom would have stepped in and said that outfit's terrible, Kelly. It was like white pants with a white shirt and a maroon tie. Sure, she didn't dress you. No, I know. I remember oh. going to buy that outfit. I was like, this is gonna look fly. You got I, to pick your own outfits, huh? Yeah, I did. Now, who was your sponsor for confirmation? My cousin Stephen, who you met. Okay. And uh, my cousin Joel. They're much older than me, so that's why they were my sponsor. Yeah. And my cousin Pam. Mm. We just in my family, you just did godparents or sponsors. Okay. How'd you guys do it? I think maybe my uncle Todd was mine. I think so. Okay. And I got my confirmation with my cousin Betsy. Who was that's her dad's so. right? Who I've met before. Yeah, nice yeah. person. No, Absolutely. she's practically a sister. Right. You know, right. we grew. It was weird. Like we were the same age. We were in a lot of the same classes. We graduated together. Um. So that was kind of unique. You know. You know another thing. This. This is from me. You know something from the show that stuck with me all week this week. But it was from last week's show. That call that we got from Joe. You have brought this up like nine times. Because well, because I have a long drive to work, and with the way the roads were this week. It was terrifying, like especially early in the morning when I'm like one of three cars on the road. I leave my house at three ten in the morning mm-hmm. on a good day. On a bad day, it's like three twenty. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I'm moving a little slow at the junction, but um, because Joe last week called in and he had an absolutely treacherous 
story of hitting some ice on the road. And the thing that scared me about Joe is he was like, the road just looked normal to me. And next thing he knows, he's getting T-boned by a semi. Yeah. And it just, it really drives it home. And you know me, Wood. I'm always doomsday. Yeah. Right? I always think that if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. And I just kept thinking that. I was like, oh, my kids, you know, there's a there's an airbag recall on my truck that I haven't gotten done yet. I'm going to go in the ditch. The airbag's going to go off. It's going to deform me. It's <laughs> Is that even what's wrong with the airbag? I think there's like particulate matter that flies out or something oh. that can like can deform I mean, get you. it fixed, but you're fine. Right. But I'm just saying like that call from Joe was just on my mind on, what was it, Wednesday and Thursday morning when the roads were really bad. I was just like, oh man, I can't, I can't leave my kids. But then I always think I have a million dollar life insurance policy if the good Lord does decide to call me home. Good Lord. What? I'm just saying that my family's taken care of. I'm not going to lie to you. Doesn't that worry you to ever think about, like, what what if something happens to you? What is your family going to do? No, they'll be fine. How? There's enough people looking out for them. Okay. They'll be fine. But you, you worry about this. Like, I've always, every anytime I had a surgery, yeah. I would call my brother. Yeah. I'd say, hey, I plan on coming out of it, but right. if I don't, you got to take care of my family. Right. And he's like, don't say that to me, you know, and, yeah. but he knows it. Right. And my, my dad did that before. My dad had like a quintuple bypass and he he had a very stark conversation. I did not like the conversation, but he right. he said, like, look, I have to say this. If I don't make it out of this, you got to make sure your mom's taken care of. There's stuff in place, but right. I need you to make sure and don't let me be a vegetable. Like right. that's his biggest fear. He's like, yeah. do not leave me hooked up to any machines or anything like that. And And by the way, that's all on me. Like it's messed up. Like if something you're happens, the if something happens to my parents, I have yeah. the that is like the only decision left to me. And my brother is supposed to handle like all the money. Yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> I murder you, you and then Ben gets rich. You can't be trusted. <laughs> I, like, so because no, you can't have the same person in charge of both because you, it may start pulling to, triggers. It, right, it may start to sway your decision. But let's, let's explore that a little bit. Let's explore. That topic real quick. Oh, what a bright and cheery podcast. Let's let's do it. Why do some people, like me, I think about a lot of, I wouldn't say sad things, but I would say like I think about my own mortality a lot. Yep. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what about me, but I always think like I I have no fear of death, right? I'm not afraid to die at all. I I hope I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope it's a good place. Uh, You know, I've tried to do the right thing. But why do some people not think like that and some people do? Is it something from your childhood? Is it just the way you are? I think that's more it. Because I used to think about it a lot when I was heavy. When right. I was gigantic. Because I bet you would get random pains. And, and I'm being honest. All the time. I bet you would get just like a... My wife, since having breast cancer, and, mm-hmm. and she still has it. I shouldn't say since having it, but... Well, she doesn't have it anymore. Well, it's it's a weird thing where, you, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's too deep in the weeds. But, like, every time she has a pain now, she's like, oh my... She freaks out. With good reason. Because in, in every every woman that I've talked to since this happened, like the women that text in or the women that email me about this always say the worst part is that now for the rest of your life, any small discomfort or whatever, your mind instantly goes there again. Mm. So maybe it's maybe it's something that happens in your childhood that makes like I always wonder if it's because I lost a cousin when I was really young. And I wonder if that brought death, like the reality of it to me, maybe very, at a very young age. I mean. Ever, like I said, when I was big, it freaked me out. I, I went to the hospital once with, I, I was having chest pains, but it was the rib cartilage separating. Oh my gosh. Um, 
And, you know, so I've had other things. When I had that fart attack. Right, <laughs> right. When I was. If, if you don't know the story, Wood went to the hospital thinking he was having a heart attack and it was mm-hmm. just gas in his chest. I thought I was going out. Now, would I get scared? Yeah, sure. I mean, you have that. But at the end of the day, I also, I, I don't have any control over this. Like, I can't just sit here and think, don't have a heart attack and I right. won't have a heart attack. Same reason, like, you think on your, like, just pay attention as you drive. But, you know, who you've seen videos like that where a, a wheel comes off a truck going the other direction and hits a car. Yeah. There's just so much else at play, whether or not it's a higher power, whether or not it's karma, whatever, it's just random luck, whatever it yeah. is. There's so much at it, it's pointless to even be concerned. It's almost like worrying about the weather. The yeah, weather's going to be the it. weather. Like, yeah. you can't have any control over it. So why don't you put that focus and that time and energy into – Honestly, I my biggest takeaway from all that stuff is I don't tell the people who matter to me they matter to me enough. Right. And so to me, I made a decision once, you know, when I started losing my weight and everything, I thought to myself, man, I'm going to have a lot of free time, especially like laying down in bed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I just told people like, look, I tell my brother, I love him every day. Every yeah. time I get off the phone with my mom and dad, I tell him I love him every day because my parents are getting older. Right. Every day. I love you. That's it. Even if I'm mad at you. Right. Like, even if I get mad at my kids, I always tell them every single day, I love you. You got to know that. And even like my friends, my best friend who lives down in Florida, I love that dude to death. Yeah. I tell them. I tell my my cousin, like we were just talking about, I tell my cousin Betsy, I love I tell my aunt and uncles, I tell them, I love God. them. Just because you never know. And if anybody who's lost somebody, I've lost friends and stuff, man, yeah. that were young kids that never should have been gone. Yeah. But if you tell them you love them as much as you can, and even though, like, yeah, all right. Like, my friend down in Florida hates it. Like, he's like, all right, you know. I right, take it easy. He's like, yeah, I love you too. I'm like, yeah, try you do. But you know what? I, you, you can never get that stuff back. So you might as well just go ahead and tell them you can. And uh, seriously, if, you, if you're hearing this podcast, maybe there's like two people listening right now. That's fine. Tell somebody you don't usually tell that you love them. I, text, I, I, you can text an aunt and uncle. I hate that my family doesn't do that. Like, my brothers, we don't. Start it. I, I, you started I, it with your kids. I did. And I will make sure that my kids... Like, I make sure I hug my kids and tell them I love them before bed every single night. And I tell them I'm proud of them, too, mm-hmm. all the time. I'm always like, like, my daughter had this band concert the other night, and she did really well. And she's stuck with band. And I, you know, my daughter's a straight-A student. She's she's phenomenal. And so I always want to make sure, because my parents never once said that. I think a lot, boy, we are getting deep on this. Mm-hmm. All right, but we'll yuck it up here in a second. But, nah. but my parents never once said anything like that. Like, And I think that's why a lot of people like me try so hard, like, on the radio or with whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. all I would like, I tell Validation. my wife, right? I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, sometimes I just want you, I want someone to say, Hey, you're doing the right thing. You are doing the right thing. Thank you. I'll someone, tell you. Someone said it, but I'm serious. Like, like you work hard and it's like, you know, I provide for my family. I, I bust my ass for Dang my right, man. I, when I get done with the radio show, I go home and produce podcasts damn near till it's time to go to bed a lot of times. And like once in a while, and I don't want to thank you, I don't want anything like that. I just want to know, like, it's appreciated. You know, and I think that's because I never got it growing up. I, I my parents never once said I love you. When my dad died, I wrote him a letter and just saying like, "Hey, I know that it was weird with us growing up, and I know that you probably never wanted to be a dad, but thank you for at least keeping a roof over our heads and, and all that." And I didn't have the courage to give it to him, mm. and that is one of my biggest regrets. And I, I threw the letter away because it hurt me too much to have it. 
But I was like, damn it, why my dad died not knowing that because I know that he felt guilty when he got older. Yeah. That he was never that dad. Like he never played with us. He never went anywhere with us. My dad wasn't at my high school graduation. He never once came to anything I did. And that's okay. I'm cool with that. But I'm bummed that he never knew that, that I, we, we're okay. Like, we get it. Yeah. You were that guy. That's fine. And that's a bummer. So you're right. You got to make sure that people know how you feel. And I'm sure at some level, it's something you do know. I mean, even just being around family and stuff, even if they're not close and everything, you pick up on things. Like, you pick up on, like you said, okay, they may not verbalize it, but there were other ways that you kind of pick things right. up, you know? And seriously, dude, like, you do kick ass. Like, think about this year. How awesome of a year you've had this year. It has, I mean, despite the... With your family and everything you've done to keep together and all the stuff we've accomplished here on the show. It's It's been a good year. And we don't really talk about that on the air, but this show has, has our, our radio show, and you wouldn't guess it by this podcast, but we've we've had a phenomenal year. I mean, we were just talking about it today, the connections that we've made this mm-hmm. year, just with people who... In the industry. Right, in the industry who like what we do. And 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 I'll tell you this, and it's a podcast, so if you're listening to this, you probably like what we do on the air. Thank there, you. There's a, Yeah, right. I don't know why, but thank you. There's a lot of bad radio out there, mm-hmm. and, and, and we notice that. And it's cool that in our industry, a lot of people are saying, hey, you guys aren't doing bad radio. There's times where it sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's just going to be that. You do something five days a week, it's going to suck. But you're right. This has been a kick-ass year for us. And it was weird with my wife. My wife was diagnosed with cancer in February. And it's weird to think, like, that's when everything started. Like, that's mm-hmm. when all this other stuff started. And it was a it was a freight train to keep on the rails this year. And I and I remember when you, got, when you were first able to talk about it on the radio. Yeah. That wasn't, like, when you found out about it. No, it was weeks after. It was a couple weeks after. It's I, when, it may have been months. It, it might have been. Oh, yeah, it was because it's when my wife finally posted something on on her social media about mm-hmm. it. Because my wife is, you know, she wants to stay as private as possible, and right. I respect that. And but it was hard because we talk about our lives, every bit of it. Like, yes, it drives our wives nuts at times, but, like, we talk about our lives. And for that thing that you it was kind of – it was kind of this thing because, you know, we how do we start off the show? What'd you do last night? Right. Well, you, you're going home to a wife who was dealing with cancer. Right. What'd you do last night? I don't know, man. Just kind of hung out yeah, around yeah, the house. Yeah, it's a low-key night. Well, the, cool. Well, the weird, the weird thing about it, and this is a this is a thank you to you, and I, I was on that podcast I was on earlier this week, that radio podcast, I was telling them that, you know, you and I would meet here either at night or on a Sunday or whatever, and we would pre-record a lot of stuff so that I could be out and you could be here, and it didn't sound like I was out. I mean, it was a lot. It was it was harder work than actually just doing the show. Without a doubt. Pre-recording all that stuff. But, I mean, it had to get done, and I'd do it a million times over because that's what needed to be done for you and your family. And at the end of the day, like I said, man, what you did this year, you don't ever I, minimize that because you were an absolute rock star this I year. I will tell you this. I, I have... Uh, at my bar in my basement, I have the. This is so funny. I have the uh, registration from my van from when we moved up here, which says June seventeenth, right? And when my van was totaled, I kept that. Oddly, I peeled it out of the window, which I still. Ha- I mean, because in Texas, your registration goes in the window, not on mm-hmm. the license plate. And um, I pulled that out because I, I was like, I was a one thousand percent different human being on June of 2017 than I am today. And I peeled it out because I was like, I want to remind myself to never go back to that guy. Mm. Never go back to the guy who was insecure all the time, who would hide his emotions behind drinking, who would do all those things. I was like, I never want to go back to that guy. So I want to look at that June 17th sticker and always remember to not go back to that. 
it's weird those little things, right? Those yeah. little things that kind of ping you like that. But but and you have it. And like I said, man, what you've done this year has been awesome. That's why I think winning, you know, the best of Central Minnesota was so important. Yeah, it was to us this year. Hell, we are nominated for Marconi this year, which, which in the radio industry is huge. I mean, it's the biggest award right. you can get. Ryan Seacrest was there. Like, yeah, Dave Ryan from down in the cities was there, and, and it was big. So you know, don't ever forget that. You know, I mean, it's it was it was a hard year. It was, man. It it was. But here's the thing. Think how much better we got this year. Oh, man. Not only, not even like with our show, which I think our show did get very much better this year right. with some things that nobody cares about, right. but also personally, <laughs> like how much you've been able to handle things and, you know, I've been able to handle things of, okay, well, this came up because you know me, I, I do not adapt well to others. You're a routine guy. And it's, it's not even that. It's just like, look, this is what needs to get done. Let's get it done. And if somebody can't do something, I'm like... Okay, that person sucks. I don't even want to mess around with them. (laughs) Obviously, this was something where, you know, it's like, okay, I get that. Like, that's bigger than what we need to do. So it's just those things that looking back as the year is, man, this was this was one for the books. It was. And it makes me really excited for us to be able to maybe even focus even more on what we do this upcoming year. And man. We, hey, who knows? We we got to get this podcast right though, man. <laughs> Every time we we come off the rails on the Saturday or the weekend podcast, and here's the thing: at the end of the day, it's real. It is our it, podcast is real, and some people don't like that. Some people want to hear music, and good, trust me, cool. There yeah. there's plenty of options out there. There's fantastic yeah. people. Yeah, you know, I see you. There's bad radio. There's also really good radio out oh, there. Oh, one hundred percent, there is. If there's yeah. good radio that we're friends with. I mean, trust me, if it's more your speed, go for them. Yeah, you know, hell, you know, there's a million different fast food restaurants. Right, they're all making money. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> but I, I, to me, I would rather be honest and be real about stuff. And maybe sometimes, okay, it's not yucky yuck. It's not fun fun. But right. The other day, your entire life's not a joke, too. But I would, I'll say this on the air when we're on the radio, we keep it as fun as possible, unless there is something you know, right, that needs to be addressed. But yeah, I think we absolutely do. We don't do serious well, though. No, no, and I don't really like, like, like even our even our charity events and stuff, like auctioning our uh, raffling off the Reba McIntyre jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we raise money for charity, yeah, by doing something like that. Tattoo for a cause was about as touchy feely yeah. as we get, and I won't lie to you, that night. I was exhausted. I bet. I was, and I, I, hey, I didn't tattoo a single person. I stood around, but but listening to people, what they went through, man, I have like no idea how like a psychiatrist could do it. Oh gosh. I know you got to be able to leave it all at work. Oof. All 100%. Man. Well, Wood, I don't know. If you made it to this point in the podcast, God bless you. God love uh, you. Yeah, I don't know. And you are an awesome person, too. Right. You, Kelly Jordan, you are, and you listening, Wood, you are. You are, too, my friend. Come on. And I mean that. All right. Well, another therapy session. I'm really sorry. We'll, we Don't be. I keep promising people we'll get this weekend podcast dialed in to where we talk about other stuff. Eh. <laughs> and we will. I know that we will. Or we if are. you really like this, let us know on like the Kelly and Wood Facebook page yeah. where this gets posted. Seriously, let us know. If you like this, it like this, cool. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, Monday morning, bright and early, and it'll be much more fun than this was. I uh, <laughs> Don't promise it. No.